BG, we were both at Cameron on Friday night, and I had already felt that the gap was pretty wide between Duke from a talent perspective with the rest of the ACC. Then I watched what A.J. Griffin did Friday night, and in the second half of this game against Lafayette, an opponent that Duke should beat by 30-plus points, Griffin, he got a season-high 21 minutes in the game and was hitting threes left and right, four of six from three-point range, 18 points on seven of ten altogether. Duke just became a lot more scarier because we didn't quite know from a health perspective. This guy dealing with injuries for two years in high school and then sustaining an injury in the preseason, what they would get from him this year. Now that you're adding a potential lottery pick to the mix with a couple others, boy, does Duke look scary. Yeah, it's important to remember that. Uh, We talked all the time about how good Duke's personnel was this offseason, heading into the season, etc. And a big part of that was contingent on A.J. Griffin. And this guy is not just like a good freshman or a decent draft prospect. This is a guy who, like, when he's right, has the potential to play himself into being like a top five pick. Like the way he's built, that step back shooting uh, three pointer that he has to his game, his size, his ability to get in his stance and defend. Like he's built to play NBA basketball, to be on the court in a postseason game, to potentially, if healthy, be the kind of guy that could be a foundational core element of a team. But like Coach K says, after every Duke game, when asked about AJ, He hasn't played for two years. So he really is just kind of getting back in the flow of things. And you've seen him used in sort of some spot duty as mostly a backup power forward this year. But the last two games against Garner-Webb and Lafayette, so if you want to put in a caveat in there for the level of competition, fine, so be it. But he's looked right, I think, for the most part. I still think some of the fluid fast twitch athleticism is still like we're still waiting for it to be unearthed like AJ Griffin isn't attempted a free throw yet this year like he's not really getting to the rim still but you're seeing the the explosion as a step back shooter what he can do cutting to the basket when he gets in a stance defensively and locks in um I know how big of a draft guy you are so I'd just love to pick your brain and see who you're reminded of when you watch AJ, because from a Duke perspective, when I was watching on Friday night, just this bouncy wing, I couldn't help but think of Justice Winslow from about five or six years ago. Yeah, but the thing, Winslow doesn't even have, and Winslow shot it well from deep at Duke, but he has always struggled to shoot the three in the NBA, and you know, like he really, the last two seasons, has really struggled to shoot from deep. Um, AJ has the ability to be, to be a much better three-point shooter than Justice, both off the catch And as we've seen in a limited sample so far at Duke, his ability to create his own shot, to create space with that step back three and hit that. That's the thing that makes you wonder, like, wow, what could this guy really be, actually? But yes, physically, he and Winslow are built similarly, right? You know, 6'6 wings, 215, 220 pounds, could play the three, could play the four, guard any position. Um, But the fact that he has that one-on-one creation aspect to his game makes you think that he could be something even more, but it, he's obviously got to be healthy. And like so everyone's pulling for him. And I said this when I was on with Adam Gold last week. It's obvious to see how much everyone is pulling for this guy. You know, everyone in Cameron can feel it. Duke's coaching staff can feel it. 
the players on the bench can feel it. You can see it when you're at those games. Everyone is going nuts to see AJ play like this because, A, they know what, what kind of player AJ can be, which is the kind of guy that an NBA franchise could build a roster around, and, B, what it means for Duke, which would give them basically the best personnel talent-wise as any team in the country. And I'll add a C to that. They know what this guy's been through, too. Exactly. Because Wendell Moore, who's playing at the three right now, and this is a good problem to have if you're Duke moving forward, how you're going to rotate minutes between those two at that spot. Uh, Wendell was talking about how proud he was of AJ, and AJ told me on Friday night that he wouldn't be in the spot he's currently in if it wasn't for the advice and the encouragement of some of these older guys like Wendell Moore. So it seems like this Duke team likes each other. That's not always a given. Just look at the team three years ago with DeVal and Gary Trent Jr. and Wendell Carter and Marvin Bagley and how parents were sniping at each other back and forth. This team seems together, and they really do like each other. That's that's all to say that Duke is got it in a way that nobody else in the ACC does right now. It's just an, it, the thought. Think about this. If A.J. Griffin is back, back, and we'll see. Like, you know, it, it remains to be seen. we got a long season ahead. But if they can throw out a lineup of Trevor Keels, Wendell Moore Jr., A.J. Griffin, Paolo Bancaro, and Mark Williams, well, everyone in that starting lineup is at a minimum like 6'5", 215 pounds. I mean, that. That's a lineup that is NBA-sized, right? Across the board at literally every position, all three guard spots, uh, the four with Ben Caro and the five with Mark Williams, and I, I maintain... That's a linebacking core. I I, I am I need to see at some point this year Ben Caro at the five with Wendell Moore Jr., Trevor Keels, A.J. Griffin, and Jeremy Roach. That small ball lineup, I need to see it at some point this season. I demand it. 